Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We've talked about reconciling before. What does it mean to reconcile? What does it mean to reconcile today as as people of God, as Christians, in a society that that says that uh, apologizing is a sign of weakness? How do we reconcile today? Thanks for joining me today here on Faith and Family. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, and their great support of this program. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. They're in the sponsor section, Concordia University, Wisconsin. Joining me by phone this morning, Dwight Shetler, president of Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Dwight, welcome back to Faith and Family. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks for joining me. I know you are traveling a lot these days with uh, Equipping Saints for Reconciliation and uh, your work with Ambassadors of Reconciliation. I know we've talked about Ambassadors in the past. What is uh, what is Ambassadors of Reconciliation today? Well, uh, I have a simple answer because I get that uh, question a lot, <laughs> especially as I'm traveling. People will look at you and say, well, what do you do? And my simple answer is, well, we are a ministry, and we help people resolve conflict and reconcile relationships according to the Bible. Uh, now, a longer answer is our, our mission is to equip Christians and their churches for living, proclaiming, and cultivating lifestyles of reconciliation. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about conflict and reconciliation for a bit here, mm-hmm. and we'll dig more into how ambassadors helps with reconciliation and uh, some opportunities to uh, to learn from ambassadors of reconciliation as well this year. The uh, l- let's start with conflict and reconciliation. What typically precedes a need for reconciliation? What are some things that you see typically, or that that you hear from from those who approach you uh, requesting help from ambassadors? What are some some of the uh, I guess symptoms or signs that uh, that precede a need for reconciliation? Wow. Um, <laughs> boy, we can go on and on for an answer to that question. It can be just about anything. You know, a similar question that gets asked is, uh, what do people fight about most? And, well, there's I don't have a, a good answer to that, except to say pretty much anything. So uh, people come to us with issues over uh, uh, in their family, uh, in their marriages. Um, the family can be their uh, uh, immediate family, but it can also be extended family. Um, I haven't spoken to my brother in, in 30 years because, you know, and then you can fill in the blank of what that reason is. Um, we get calls from uh, Christian organizations, uh, uh, Christian schools and uh, churches saying there is significant conflict in our midst uh, over a myriad of things, you know, over um, uh, control of a particular aspect of, um, of the program. Or um, it can be as simple as, you know, uh, color of a carpet. Um, so it, it, just about anything, uh, this side of heaven, uh, we are prone to uh, let those things uh, well up in our own hearts uh, and make them more important than loving our neighbor, and that results in conflict, you know, resulting in our, not just a need, but an opportunity to reconcile. So these things, these earthly things, we can let uh, get in the way of our true vocations that we're given. Um, the, as you said, as simple as the color of the carpeting to uh, more in-depth of how we go about our work, how we go about mm-hmm. our vocations. 
and that can can lead to a a need for reconciliation. It leads to a uh, serious conflict and a need for reconciliation. Well, you you mentioned a, a number of areas in life where we may need reconciliation, whether it's in marriage or family or uh, in the congregation, in the work setting. What do you get the, the most requests for? Is it for the congregation, for families, for or, or marriages? Uh, where do you see conflict happening a lot? You know, that's a difficult question to answer because it really is across the board. Mm-hmm. I, I would hazard a guess that Ambassadors is likely uh, most well-known um, uh, for our work with congregations, but that's not necessarily because that's where we get the most calls for assistance. Um, it really does span the, the whole spectrum. What are some of the key steps to reconciliation, or what are some of the first steps to reconciliation? Well, <clears throat> that's that's a great question. In fact, we, you know, uh, we have uh, training programs and Bible studies for answering that question. In fact, our uh, most recent uh, Bible study we published is entitled, Go and Be Reconciled. What does this mean? And we look at that question uh, as we review Luther's small catechism, because each of the six chief parts of Luther's catechism talks about our relationships, our relationships both with God and with one another. So the, what are those steps? We, um, we start with um, remembering whose we are. Not remembering who we are, but whose we are. We are Christ. Uh, we're children of God through the waters of holy baptism. And so that's, that's where we begin. Then we look at the need to uh, confess before God, or repent before God, those things that uh, we have let get in the way of our relationships. And then uh, thir- the third step is to receive that forgiveness. Okay? That's, that's on the part of the, um, uh, the process that we call be reconciled to God. And, that's the, and we have a cross diagram in the Bible study that, that describes this, and that's the vertical aspect of the cross. The horizontal aspect is now be reconciled to others. <clears throat> and that's where we need to confess to the other person. We need to be re- willing to forgive as God has forgiven us. And finally, we w- want to restore our relationship with gentleness. So that is a 30-second rendition of what would normally take several hours of seminar study. But to answer the question, what are the steps? That's, that's how we look at it. Can you give some, perhaps some stories, some examples of where you have seen successful reconciliation, where you've seen reconciliation happen? Oh, absolutely. Um, People often ask, uh, why why would you be wanting to do this work? Hmm. And my answer is simple. It's because it's an opportunity, it's a privilege to see and to have a front row seat uh, to see the Holy Spirit work. In, when these miracles of reconciliation occur, because when that happens, it's, it's nothing short of that, a miracle. So as an example, uh, we received a call here in the office a couple, it was a couple years ago, that uh, a man called and asked, do you guys do mediations? And of course we do. And he says, do you do Christian mediations? Yes, of course we do. And I said, well, what kind of issue do you have that you need assistance with? He says, well, I need somebody to mediate the separation from my wife. And he had a long story about why that was necessary. And um, my first reaction was, uh, what part of ambassadors of reconciliation is unclear? Here he's looking for a separation from his wife. But um, after consideration, and I spoke with my colleagues and I even sought counsel from uh, some 
my advisors, such as my pastor, and asked uh, about that, and it was clear. If uh, uh, he is asking for this help, and if we decline uh, to assist, then uh, he'll get help somewhere else, and what's the likelihood he's going to hear the gospel in the midst of it? So uh, we agreed uh, to assist, but being very clear about what we could provide. It took a long time to get his wife to consent to come to a mediation, um, but she eventually did. And we worked with them over the course of um, several days. Now, this is a couple who's been in uh, Christian counseling, for, by their description, for many months. And uh, they had many, many years of hurts uh, built up, so this was a pretty intense uh, time of um, uh, mediation and uh, uh, conflict coaching. But through this process, they were learning a different skill. So going through those six steps that I just shared with you a moment ago, in, uh, they had, there's many opportunities not only to confess to one another and to forgive one another, but an important step is to not just say, I forgive you, but to remind one another that they are, in fact, forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. So reminding one another or proclaiming to one another God's forgiveness. So as we were going through this process with this couple, it was clear that something was changing uh, among them. And then at one point, uh, the husband leaned back in his chair, and this was after a particularly intense um, uh, session uh, over a contentious issue. But he leans back in his chair, and he says, I have got to say something. We have been in counseling for many, many months, and we have never had a conversation like this before. And what he was talking about is that not only were they confessing to one another in their old way of thinking, they were apologizing, but here they learned to confess to one another. They were not only saying, um, it's okay, don't worry about it, which is their old way of thinking. They were uh, actually announcing their forgiveness for one another, but they are also proclaiming God's forgiveness to one another. And that gospel message is what changes hearts. So through the course of several days, uh, they came in looking for a separation, a, a Christian well, albeit a Christian separation, it's still a separation. That's what they were looking for. They left with a plan to go home and work on their marriage because they had a new set of tools. They had a new uh, perspective on how they are to live with one another because of what Christ did for them first. And that's, that's the uh, classic example of the gospel changing their hearts. So the difference between the set of tools that that ambassadors of reconciliation brings to the table and and what someone else might bring is this this foundation of forgiveness in Christ that enables us to forgive one another as well. That's exactly right. So if you go to the bookstore, you can find many, many books on conflict resolution. A question we like to explore is what's the difference between conflict resolution and reconciliation? We can resolve a conflict by simply making a decision. A judge can annul a marriage. That's conflict resolution, but it's far short of reconciliation. God calls us, God is the God of reconciliation. He calls us to live a lifestyle of reconciliation, which is much more than simply resolving the conflict. It's coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ, leaving our burdens at the foot of the cross, confessing our own sins, receiving God's forgiveness, but reminding one another, it's a privilege to remind one another that um, that forgiveness 
we can forgive only because God has forgiven all of us uh, more than we can ask or imagine. What would you say can train wreck reconciliation? What would hinder or, or take us totally off course when it comes to reconciliation? Well, uh, you ask about stories of reconciliation, and I could go on and on and on with many, many stories like that. Um, but there are, there are things that um, can prevent it. A hardness of the heart. If we hold on to our bitterness, that can uh, lead us to um, withholding uh, forgiveness of the other person. It can cause us to uh, not be blind to our own sin, actually. So that hardness of heart is something that uh, can very, very much get in the way. Uh, but that's an opportunity uh, for us to come alongside and, and gently uh, restore uh, an erring brother, um, pointing them not only to the law, but also reminding uh, the forgiveness they have through the blood of Christ. But um, that, that hardness of heart is going to be the, probably the, the thing that, I, that comes to mind for you know, what really gets in the way. Well, tell us more about uh, what Recon- Ambassadors of Reconciliation is up to today. Tell us more about uh, the some of the new things going on with Ambassadors. Wow. Okay. So there is there really is a lot going on right now. So Ambassadors was founded twelve years ago uh, to uh, with a mission of equipping Lutherans and their churches for living, proclaiming, and cultivating lifestyles of reconciliation. Over that time, uh, there's been a, a tremendous change in uh, the landscape out there. So in recent uh, years, we have been getting more and more calls from outside of Lutheran circles. Uh, there's been some external factors with other uh, similar ministries that um, has caused some of that shift, you know, people seeking help from ambassadors. And uh, we have been asked to formally provide training to uh, an audience wider than uh, just Lutherans. So as a consequence, uh, my board met uh, a few months ago and looked at that change in landscape. So where where we were founded, uh, there was a need to focus on uh, Lutherans, and uh, but more recently it seems that God was opening a, a door to serve more broadly. And uh, we did resolve to uh, change our mission from equipping Lutherans to equipping Christians in their churches for living, proclaiming, and cultivating lifestyles of reconciliation. So what that means is uh, we are going to be reaching a wider audience. What that does not mean is that we're moving away from our Lutheran roots. We are going to continue to uh, teach and, uh, and serve in accord with Scripture and the Lutheran confessions. Uh, but rather than trying to focus our marketing just to a, a Lutheran audience, we're going to be uh, marketing to a much broader audience. And as a result, um, our training programs are going to be blessing that many more people. Our services are going to be reaching that that many more people. Uh, so we are very, very excited about that. So what these requests from other Christians, from other confessions, other backgrounds has, has shown us is that uh, Lutherans aren't the only ones skilled at conflict. Yes, we certainly do not have the corner on that market. <laughs> We're not the only ones, the only Christians, uh, particularly, uh, who struggle with conflict and who who want to, to seek to uh, not only resolve that, but, but find true reconciliation as well. 
Well, that's exactly right. <clears throat> and so when those folks come to us, we're very transparent and unapologetic about who we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we're not going to turn people away if, if they don't have the right credential, so to speak. Um, so we just say, this is who we are. This is how we're, we're going to serve. The story I just told you was from a couple who were not Lutheran. Um, and uh, people, frankly, they see it as a gift. Uh, they're very appreciative of the of the unique nature of our Lutheran uh, theology and practice. Uh, so it, it really is a blessing. Tell me about uh, some of the upcoming events this year and uh, working our way into next year as well. I know there are some events planned for 2018. Uh, things for families and or for congregations. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a number of training events uh, both in this fall as well as, like you said, into 2018. So uh, the training events are uh, geared uh, to, well, we have seminars, which anybody can come to. You can come to a Go and Be Reconciled seminar and learn how to apply these biblical principles in your home. So you can go to our website uh, to learn more about those. Uh, uh, people can come to uh, conflict coaching or what we call coaching people through conflict uh, seminars or, uh, and mediating people through uh, conflict seminars, and learn how to apply these principles within your organization, whether it's a church or um, a school and so forth. And then in April of 18, we're going to have our third annual conference. It's going to be in St. Louis, and it's April 12, 13, and 14. This is going to be the largest event Ambassadors has ever hosted, and it's partly because of this expanded mission. We already have people nine months early are signing up for the training events as well as the conference itself. And it's going to be uh, a remarkable event of um, it's a time of uh, uh, fellowship for people who are doing conciliation work, but also those who want to learn more. Uh, it's going to be a time of learning. We're going to have many workshops. We're going to have speakers of various um, uh, reconciliation or peacemaking ministries. Um, at this conference. So it's going to be a very unique experience and unique opportunity. Now, I know in the past you've had conferences uh, for cultivating lifestyles of of reconciliation uh, for families, for individuals, for congregations, whatever uh, whatever our vocations are, the many vocations we have, uh, this, uh, the, the conferences in the past were really to help us to, to practice reconciliation in our everyday lives. Uh, is that what this conference will help us do as well? It, it really is. It really is. So uh, part of the conference, there's going to be a seminar um, uh, throughout one of the uh, one full day that talks about conflict resolution versus reconciliation, where you can apply these principles in your everyday life, regardless of vocation. Um, you know, consider the source. I'm a little bit biased. I believe this, these are skills that every Christian ought to have, uh, and we'll have other. Um, there are many other workshops in addition to that, but even somebody who's just wondering, what are these principles? How can I apply that? They can come to this event and, and get the, the foundational elements. And if somebody's been through training already and they want to learn more about how to apply it in their church, in their school, in their workplace, in their family, um, we'll have other um, portions of the conference focused on that as well. What about those who have... Uh who are who have gained some skills in this area of reconciliation and would like to go the next step to help others through reconciliation is there training for them there absolutely so those those events are 
um, entitled Coaching People Through Conflict and Mediating People Through Conflict. Those are the next steps. If somebody has already had the basic Bible study and they want to learn more about assisting others, and then if they, you know, we have trained reconcilers throughout the Synod. Uh, there's actually an advanced training course. We call it advanced coaching mediation. So if somebody's been through our um, initial coaching mediation training, there's even an advanced course for that. And we'll have a, also a course uh, entitled Reconciling Husbands and Wives. And that course is targeted to pastors and uh, lay leaders, such as elders, who quite often experience, have the experience. Someone plops down in their office and said, I am done. And this, this training will give that person um, uh, the tools on how to respond uh, not just effectively, but in a grace-filled way, uh, biblically, that uh, to give to impart to that person uh, some biblical next steps that they can apply uh, in their situation. So this uh, the, this conference and even the the pre-conference sessions as well, the pre-conference learning can uh, equip some to serve specific, you know, leaders to serve as reconcilers, whether they're, as you mentioned, pastors, lay leaders in their congregation. This, I would imagine, particularly for those who serve families directly, would be, this would be very helpful for them as well. DCEs, directors of family life ministry, teachers, uh, this could be very useful to them. Absolutely. I I think they would find uh, this training indispensable, actually. And that's the feedback we get. People uh, like you're describing who come through the training, and even pastors, they'll come and say, you know, I, I wish I had this training 30 years ago. It would have changed my ministry. Uh, so that uh, this will be very applicable for those uh, serving families. So I would highly recommend they check it out. Well, that that sounds great. This is uh, Built on the Rock, the Reconciliation Conference, April 12th through the 14th here in St. Louis, Missouri. And more information for that on your website, and that is his AOR. Dot O-R-G, is that right? That's exactly right. His AOR, His Ambassadors of Reconciliation. His AOR.org is the website for more information on the upcoming conferences and the training. And you have training across the country as well, not just here in St. Louis, but around the country. There are a number of uh, workshops and, and seminars available. Uh, I see you're headed to, uh, you or, or other leaders are headed to Western New York in September. Is that right? That's right. I'll be there at uh, Pioneer Camp and Retreat Center uh, in uh, New York, and a couple weeks after that, we'll be at a church in Minneapolis uh, providing our coaching and mediation training. And then uh, all over the the country, some in in Indiana, Montana, and then here in St. Louis, and even some in uh, Kentucky later on in April of 2018. It looks like. That's right, and and uh, stay you know check often because we're in the process of adding training in San Antonio, in Dallas in Portland and uh, Chicago. So those are things that are going to be added to the website very soon. Very good. His AOR.org. Find out more. And uh, we have just about 30 seconds left, but a quick, uh, a, a quick sneak peek. I hear there's a book. Uh, Ted has a Ted Kober from ambassadors of reconciliation has a new book coming out. That's exactly right. We're excited for it. Uh, it's called uh, built on the rock, the healthy congregation. Ted applies a very unique view for, to what makes a healthy congregation. And we're looking forward to that being released by Concordia Publishing House uh, near the end of September. Uh, Check our website. We're going to be adding a pre-publication sale for that work. And um, 
uh, you can get more information on our website very soon. Very good. I hope to talk with Ted about that book in the near future. My guest today, Dwight Shetler, President of Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Thanks so much, Dwight, for being my guest today. Well, it's my privilege, Andy. Uh, Very much appreciate speaking with you. Coming up in just a little bit, in case you missed it, Sarah talks with Georgia Witt, one of your LCMS missionaries serving the Lord. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.